on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Snapchat is really motivated or really desperate to get people to use their new spotlight feature. Next time you search for a little Tanucci, you might have multiple featured snippet links to click on. Brands can post sponsored content on influencers' behalf on Instagram, so you'll never know if Greg's favorite Bachelor contestant actually thinks gummy bears are okay. Snapchat totally nails Dr. Sheppel Popper's recommended content. Appreciate it while you have it, fourth place Greg of the year. Why Twitter may be taking away blue check marks. And I schooled Shep on fashion by explaining calf boots and schmocks. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. A proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios, located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. A.K.A. Shep. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on November 27th, 2020. Remember, you can catch our Famous Friday news shows on YouTube or your favorite podcast player each and every Friday morning. All your digital marketing news from the week. Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join the conversation, hit us up, please. We're at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. Today's episode of Marketing Clock is brought to you by Upfluence. With Upfluence's all-in-one platform, marketers can streamline their influencer marketing campaigns and scale their influencer program in no time. Build influencer lists and contact them at scale. Keep track of all your collaborations and measure your campaign performance all in a single platform. Start streamlining your influencer marketing campaigns today. Go to get upfluence.com forward slash sej to get started that is get.upfluence.com forward slash sej to get started or head on over to the show notes marketingclock.com and fire on over we'll talk about upfluence a little bit more later on the show how it works and why you can't afford to market without it hello everyone if you are watching on youtube you have definitely noticed but hopefully you're noticing from the audio quality too we are in studio today uh, this is a whole new experience. <laughs> I feel like I've been reborn, Chef. Yes, we've got our sneeze guard. We are here in person. This is so exciting. Hopefully we sound great. Only time will tell. Yes, uh, we're like here, but you're behind a big piece of plastic <laughs> and it's reflecting my face over your face, which is kind of weird because you look like you have glasses a little bit. Oh, you but, always look like you have glasses. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But it's so nice to be here. And it's just Shep and I this week for the show, but we'll have somebody else here next week. Yep. And it is Thanksgiving, so we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Greg, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Do you know yet? Well, we recorded this on <laughs> Wednesday. so And that's something that we're going to be doing moving forward yeah. and starting. We, we typically, and if you're here for the news, there's not generally that much news here this week. We'll cover everything, but it's going to be a little bit more sass and a little bit less news because it's Thanksgiving week. But we record this Wednesday. So I'm going to go ahead and assume I really appreciated that Lions win it was phenomenal. I loved to see it. And I had, no, I'm not, I mean, I'm not really, I didn't really do anything big for Thanksgiving, just uh, my wife's parents. So that that's it, four people. Yeah. 
How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, our plan is to have like eight. So we're still under 10. Okay, better not get delivery. Just our parents and siblings <laughs> um, at our house. Uh, we're having a ham, not a turkey, because I'm the only one who likes turkey and nobody cares about me, and it's no big deal. That's blasphemous. <laughs> a ham? Do you usually have a Thanksgiving ham? None of my siblings like turkey, and like my mom only cares about them. So but, she's but bringing here, ham. Here's what you didn't say. You didn't say any of your siblings like ham. No, they do. Oh, they do. Okay. I don't like ham. I don't eat any swine, as our listeners probably know. I don't eat bacon. I just draw the line. I, I don't like swine. Um, so I'm not going to eat the ham. So what will, what did you eat yesterday at your Thanksgiving then? Oh, all the sides. I love stuffing. I love the mashed potatoes. There's, um, you know, some contentious debate over who is making the mashed potatoes, but I'm sure they'll be delicious. Um, I like the cranberry sauce just a little bit. And are you, like, the, you the canned jelly kind? No, no we. Okay. my mom does homemade and it's really good. I like um, the pies. I like the bread. <laughs> I, I think I'm going keto. For this Thanksgiving. I don't believe you. <laughs> As I'm sitting here drinking, yeah. <laughs> drinking a beverage with carbohydrates in it. but That would be quite the challenge. But I think personally here, I am most thankful for here at Marketing Clock as our fantastic listeners. Of course. Everybody that supported us throughout this past three years nearly. This is our 150th episode. We have not missed a week. Shep, it's been fantastic having you do this with us Thanks. and being a being the lead. You're the lead. You're the this you're why people listen now. But so I'm most thankful for our listeners. We have the best listeners in the world and they supported us the whole way. We don't have any ad budget behind this show. I mean we could, but we don't. <laughs> and everything's been like organic grassroots, homegrown. Thanks to people listening, sharing, spreading the word, getting a coworker or somebody else hooked on the show and here with us each week, every Friday. And this is for, for 150 Fridays in a row. It's crazy. incredible. And we're editing last week and I'm, I got a message that came through. Um, somebody just saying how how much the show means like you have something good on Fridays. And I was like, oh, this is great. So we've got a present here. So I reached out to a bunch of people and we made two special edition t-shirts. One from the f- fantastic tweet. That's not like a tag. It's like my tagline in life now. From Joe Martinez, Milwaukee PPC on Twitter last week. And it's a picture of an email that came into account that says a few recommendations that would be beneficial to your account. Is the advice to raise your budgets? Yes. Warm regards, marketing o'clock. Warm regards. <laughs> so we turned that in a shirt. I got Joe's blessing. He's getting a shirt too. And he's been on the show, friend of the show. So that is one of the highlights i know and i quarter. we were just talking about this i hate shirts but like these shirts are both really good yes and, and then, i'm gonna wear them and then the other shirt is hashtag criminal and we just picked out a bunch of random colors and it kind of coincided that yeah. it turned out to be blue and red and yellow and green <laughs> and so we invested in the four color process for these shirts just for no reason at all yeah yeah absolutely so we've got those shirts they're special edition cannot be purchased shirts and we're sending those out to anybody who has really supported the show. So thank you all very much. We sincerely appreciate it. And we appreciate the support throughout not only this episode, but the 149 before that. It's, it'd be really easy to give yeah. up on this and dumb show. Especially all that. I mean, nobody was listening to podcasts at the beginning of the pandemic. People stuck around. We had terrible audio quality. We really appreciate it. We have the best listeners ever. So thank you so much. 
retweet. (laughs) All right. And please remember, if you want more of this, you can check us out over at the eSummit, the Search Engine Journal eSummit, January 12th and the 13th. We're going to be on the main stage, kicking it live, talking about 2021, right? Twenty the, the biggest changes of 2020 and how to set yourself up for success in 2021. Yes. And we're bringing you with us. So follow us on at Marketing O'Clock on Twitter or wherever you social. And we're going to have some ways to incorporate our fantastic listeners into the eSummit. And last but not least, Shep, <laughs> I saw your name pop up on my Google alert for Shep. Oh, you have a Google alert for me now. Just it. It's just Shep. <laughs> and then your name popped up on there because I found out that you published a book on Amazon. We published a book. Well, technically we published a book, but you did 90 Nine percent of the work. Yeah, I had a lot of help from Greg and our whole agency, Cypress North. It was a real labor of love. But yes, we published a book this week. Long end to a six month process. So, what is the name of the book, Shep? The name of the book is the Ultimate Google Ads Playbook, and you can buy it on Amazon as a Kindle ebook or paperback. Um, And it's just awesome for anyone who like maybe works in house, and if you just took like your Google Ads. What do they even call it now? Skill shop test. And you just need to erase some things from your brain and learn how to do it the right way. This yeah. is your guide. This is your go-to resource. We cover everything from top to bottom. And I mean, in my humble opinion, it's a really great book about Google ads. Yes. <laughs> and it will get rid of the propaganda from Skill Shop yes. and Google ads and tell you how to make money. And it's not like other books because you can go in and quickly reference a specific chapter. So each chapter is kind of standalone and you can hop in and get that information out quickly. And then one cool thing that is a good idea that Shep brought to this book is you can subscribe for any updates and get this. So yes, it's a book. Yes, you can buy the paperback book, but you can also go and get those updates. Mm-hmm. And we're updating the book. So it is a paper book, paperback book, but it will be living, breathing thing. Then you can find out when any major news impacts the book specifically. You get, if you buy the book, you're basically like a VIP. Yeah. And it comes with a lot of great like downloads, ad copy templates. There's this really great thing that tells you how to set up your video campaign goals that I just have bookmarked and I use every time I make a video campaign. Um, It's just great. Yes. Everyone should buy it on Amazon. So support Shep, support the show, and we appreciate it. All right, Shep, what's in the news here? So first up this week, Snapchat has a new spotlight feature. It is short videos up to 60 seconds that can be edited with captions, licensed music, original sound, AR features, GIFs, and hashtags. Does that sound familiar, Greg? No. Is this brand new? They must have just thought of this. Yeah. So this is their answer to TikTok. Um, And they're just really desperate to get this off the ground, apparently. So they're giving away up to a million dollars a day to influencers who make, or doesn't have to be an influencer, a content creator of any type. It could be me, it could be you. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Who, what is it called? Snip Snap? It is called, no, that's our other story. Oh, it's I, called Spotlight. Oh, Spotlight. Okay. I they, just TikTok, Snapchat. I might, I might as well just. Short videos. Yeah, short videos. Up to a million dollars to creators who make the most popular spotlight content. So all you have to do is make a snap like you normally do or don't um, or haven't in the past five years like most of us. And when you send it, you can submit it to this spotlight content contest. You'll be able to add topics and people who are interested in those topics will see your post, 
in the new spotlight feed. I'm just a little worried about this because I don't know about anyone else. For me in particular, Snapchat just has no idea what I'm interested in. Every time I logged in, I see these promoted stories from these plastic surgery super fans. Like somehow I said I was interested in it. Do you know why? Do you know why they have this? Because they have your data and they're like, this person likes plastic surgery okay, but I because don't. you're watching Pimple Popper all day. The pimple Popper is not plastic surgery. It is absolutely plastic Those surgery. Those people are having their lives changed. There's no plastic. She's popping pimples. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's technically under the guise of plastic surgery. We'll have to talk to our stats and information czar on next show. Everything that is surfaced in my Snapchat is these, they're trying to turn themselves into Barbie and Ken. It is truly obscene. The lady must have had her ribs removed. (laughs) (laughs) It's so upsetting. And it makes me not want to use Snapchat more than I already do because it is so upsetting to the eyes. They just don't look normal. Um, So I don't want to know what would be in my spotlight feed, but good luck to everyone else. Anyway, the prize money is awarded based on unique views. If you have a lot of unique views compared to other content submitted that day, you could win. Also, they're not very specific about how this is being split up. Like multiple people could win it. They could just give away $5 to everyone for all we know. And they say they're going to do it now through the end of 2020. So good luck, everyone. I hope you win the money. (laughs) That's a lot of money. (laughs) It's like, what can I do? Like we could give away a million dollars. It's so sad. I that's, hope it works for them. That's crazy. Guess what? I got I put on my Finstradamus hat here. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work because people are gonna be like going to TikTok and like promoting their Snapchat. Yeah, crazy. Sad. What else is happening? And next up is a combo breaker from Brody Clark, Barry Schwartz, and Glenn Gabe, who teamed up to cover Google featured snippets that are pulling in multiple contextual links into the featured snippets. And so what is this? You may be asking. You kind of need to see it. And there's a good GIF that we'll have over in the show notes, marketingclock.com or up on the screen at YouTube. And there's an example of when did Lil Wayne start rapping? (laughs) Amazing example, might I add. And so usually- Greg would love it, right? Who would? PPC Greg, isn't he on that song that PPC Greg compared yes, me to? Yes, forever. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, potential Greg of the year. Anyway, <laughs> there is an example in the featured snippet looks normal where it says Lil Wayne's career began in 1991, but underneath the name Lil Wayne, you see dot dot dot, and when you hover over it, you get more information, and this information does not come from the featured snippet. So a site has won the featured snippet, has that show up, and then the first word in the featured snippet, Lil, L-I-L, is underlined and goes to a different site, in this case, Dictionary. I don't like it. And then there's more things that are un- are, are underlined and go off to other sites. And this is a problem, like you can be like, hey, cash money records, I want to see what that is. You hover over it, you see cash money records, so you're seeing more information, and then it's different links that are being sent to different sites. Yeah. And this is a problem. I don't like it one bit. And this comes on the heels of Brody Clark again was talking about some of these auto-generated web stories that were showing up that Google had just created based off of machine learning and 
artificial intelligence, AI, ML, and just mashed that together. And now it just really seems like they're trying to not have search engine results. I don't like this at all. No, people are already mad enough that like people, the featured snippet, nobody clicks through. Now you can send people to a completely different site. And you win the featured snippet just to lose instantly. Yeah. It's crazy. And then I'm just picking hairs here. Or splitting hairs. Picking hairs. Ew, what am I? Like uh That's like, like a nervous that? disorder people have. And, and don't you um they don't, their don't eyelashes? Like primates do that as well, right? <laughs> okay. No? Are we primates? I don't know. I mean it just said I was. Anyway, <laughs> so the example that they gave wasn't good. The example that when I hovered over Lil Wayne, <laughs> I got a dictionary.com link that said who is Tanucci? Famous people by dictionary.com. Who is Tanucci? It's Lil Wayne. Oh. So it says, what does Tanucci mean? Tanucci, or Lil Tanucci, is a nickname for Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., a.k.a. Lil Wayne. He has that, so many aliases. He's like PPC Greg. But that's not helping. <laughs> that's not helping PPC Wayne. Like, this is like a bad example, too, that you're doing on top of a good example. It's just, it's it's all too much to yeah. me. And I hate where it's going. It's going to be less clicks. And I don't know. I, I was way too whiny last week, so I'm not going to whine too much here. Yeah, but. it's not Google Ads, but I feel like this borders on criminal here. Yes. Hashtag criminal. You want the featured, you think you want the featured snippet, and they're just making it not good. I'm not, I, I'm not with this. I'm not, I'm not with Tanucci, Lil Wayne. Sorry. I'm not thankful for this. <laughs> I'm not thankful for this either. Do you have any good news over there? I have some good news, I think, for content creators. Instagram is adding new branded content tags for both Reels and Instagram Live. So- oh, I have an idea. Oh, I can't wait. Give, Give away, away a million dollars <laughs> on Reels. Then I'll start using Reels. It'd be really exciting. That is, it's just so desperate. They'd be reeling in the people. This isn't quite so desperate. Okay. So instead of just disclosing sponsor content in your caption for Reels or Live, you can add this tag. You've probably already seen this for more normal posts, but now it's expanding to Reels and Live. Andrew Hutchinson from Social Media Today says that the new tags mean that creators can formulate more deals with brands and generate revenue immediately from their Reels content. So that'll be nice. The other part of this announcement is new collaboration features for branded content that allow brands to actually create and publish posts from the creator's account, which I think sounds like what influencer would be into that? I feel like every time I hear them talking about influencing, which they do a lot, they'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) they'll be like, oh, my, you know, my flow and my presets and they have like all the colors lined up in the grid. And I can't imagine they would just give their account access to the brand and let them go crazy no nobody's gonna do this it just sounds crazy the, the, you, what they should have is like a secondary app that lays on top of it that allows you to look at a post coming in and approve it yeah that's what they mean but you can like edit caption you can do everything yeah don't do that i wouldn't do like a man I mean, have you seen how bad some of these brand posts are yeah like <laughs> It's going to be a problem. The worst is I love like every once in a while an influencer will put in the beginning of the caption like post this at 7.30 p.m. or whatever. Like, and it's like, 
Every time someone from The Bachelor does it, it like makes the news and it makes me really happy that they can't figure it out. What do you think the top product that The Bachelor folks are schlepping? Um, it used to be Smile Direct Club or the hair vitamins. Hair vitamins? Yeah, the gummy bear hair vitamins oh. that apparently made you break out. I heard probably like Fit Fab Fun. Hmm. Okay. Have you ever bought anything from Bachelor Influencer? I don't. No. Who would be the person that could most likely influence you? I have my answer too. Um, I listen to th- like podcast people. I okay. I like take their recommendations sometimes. I really love True Crime Obsessed. No, no. Which Bachelor contestant oh. person would you say has the most influence on you? And I can give you my answer. Who? I would be most influenced, probably, and you won't expect this, by Juan Pablo. <laughs> Why? Because if he told me something was good, I'd be like. Wow, it's not okay. It's <laughs> good. That's funny. I'm in. That was wow. You're a real Bachelor fan. Thank you. Um, I don't think I would take anything from any of them. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> I guess maybe Juan Pablo. Yeah, we know he doesn't lie. That's yeah, a good point. It's okay. So hey, there you go. It's great. I'm in. Sold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won't be using any of their codes anytime soon. So creators will be able to approve and pause any ads that are published from their handle. So there is that protection there. But. You know who I wouldn't buy from? <laughs> Nick. Normcore Nick. Do you remember him? Nick Vile? The Normcore guy? Who's no, What's Normcore? He would like talk about all the things he did with people and he'd be on every season. Nick? No. What does Normcore mean? Yeah, that's Nick Vile. He dated January Jones after the show. He's come far. Oh, I still wouldn't buy any from The one, Caitlin Bristow just won Dancing with the Stars. Oh, spoiler. Oh, I don't even know who that is. She like won the show. She got engaged. She was the bachelorette. Then she dated the guy for like five years, but it was this big thing because she wanted to go on Dancing with the Stars and Mar- Mike Fleiss told her no. So now it's like at least five or six years later and she got to go on Dancing with the Stars and she won. I feel like I don't even know what you're Like you're speaking a different language right but now. But she broke up with the fiance, but she has the mirror ball. I agree. Retweet. <laughs> um, okay, so about these branded content tags. <laughs> Um, Branded content ads and stories will now be able to include tappable elements such as mentions, locations, and hashtags, and brands will now be able to promote branding content posts within product tags. So there's a lot of new stuff going on. Everyone is scared of TikTok, it seems like, but um, Instagram isn't as desperate as Snapchat. That's my opinion. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's take of the week is technically a stolen meme from Jess Riley of Rebel Interactive. Listener, power listener of the show, I'd say. And she has a tweet that says... Borrowed meme. Borrowed meme. She she said stolen meme. Okay, she said that? Okay. She said it. And it says, stolen memes from my team. Crying, smiling face. Crying, smiling face emoji. Hashtag PPC chat. It's the person letting the butterfly go and meme, which everybody knows. And on the person's face is Google logo. And the butterfly flying away that they're looking at says, raise your budgets. And the caption is, is this a creative strategy? And he's holding a My Google Ads book. Hey. Oh, he needs my book. Competitive author. <laughs> wow. So I thought it was funny that. 
tweet. Yeah, I mean, raise your budget is never getting old. We're going to be using it for five years. It's amazing. It brings me so much joy. I'm going to wear this shirt every day. (laughs) All right. And now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something that you just might not have seen. Maybe something you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. ICYMI people, Corey Haynes, at Corey Haynes Co. on Twitter tweeted, anyone still use Harrow, a.k.a. help a reporter out? Good, bad, what are your thoughts on it? And then Mark Thomas, I am Mark Thomas, replied, I actually I actually got backlinks by being a reporter. I use the best quotes in a blog post and then ask the source to share the article with their network. This worked many times and made the article so much more interesting. They actually rank well too. That's next that. level. Yeah. Wow, Mark Thomas. I we, am Mark Thomas. We were talking about this before the show. He's like, the anti-hero, anti-hero, I would say. Wow, I like that. Yeah. I, the best thing I could think of was just, it's like, oh, tarot back. It's like backward hero, right? Either way, he's like beating them at their own game. That is actually really brilliant content there that mm-hmm. he put out there. Um, and also, when you said hero, I, I immediately thought like, that sounds like one of those gummies that the Bachelor folks are selling. <laughs> Don't you think? Hero. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> the bachelor gummies are sugar bear hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I sorry, I didn't know that. Chef. Don't say hairbow makes you break out. That's blasphemy. They're delicious. No, it just no harrow. It sounds. I, I, I didn't even think about hairbow. I like hairbow. The gummy bears. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Upfluence. Upfluence's all-in-one influencer marketing platform helps marketers streamline their campaigns and take them to the next level. Greg, why do you love Upfluence? Well, we've talked a lot about Upfluence in the past and how you can really dial in your specific influencers by a huge set of criteria different numbers of followers, fans. But one thing we haven't talked about is something that I think traditional, maybe maybe it's Mark Thomas trying to game Harrow over there, getting <laughs> links might like, is the fact that you can look at the influencers and see who has blogs associated with them, if it's WordPress. So you can see not only who has fans that are for a specific genre or keywords, but you can then say, They also have a blog. So that may be another way to work those influencer campaigns to get access to their fans and then also have some web content out there as well. And I thought that was genius that Upfluence added that feature in there so you can see who, all their fan count, and then who's got those WordPress blogs. Start scaling your influencer marketing campaigns today. Go to get.upfluence.com slash SEJ to learn more. And first up in the paid universe this week, from Sir Stephen Johns on Twitter, who they don't celebrate Thanksgiving there, right? So he's probably like our only listener this week. Yeah, 21, get another one. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for listening. (laughs) He tweeted... New search trends beta and Google ads beginning to roll out in the UK. Explore search trends for your business based on searches across Google. So he has a screenshot here where 
it's like a high level view. It looks like he's at the campaign level. He can expand the tabs on the left-hand side and there's a new one for insights and it pulls up the search trends page and gives him search trend information based on his campaign. So this looks awesome. I'd love to dig into it. I'm sure there are some recommendations wrapped up in there too. That'll be nice to see. No, it won't, but <laughs> that's cool. Can't wait to get it in the US. And next up from Kirk Williams at PPC Kirk. He tweeted this week, what's your most controversial PPC opinion? And there were a lot of great responses here. Um, PPC Greg said bidding on competitors brand names is disingenuous and Google only allows it because it increases costs. Amalia Fowler at Amalia E. Fowler, another power listener, said that you don't always need dedicated a dedicated landing page and sometimes the homepage performs well, specifically lower budget clients that are service based, but still. You don't always need one. So this was the PPC chat for the week. You can read the full thread. We'll have it in the show notes. There's a lot of great hot takes in here. But my preferred way to catch up on this is to wait until Anu publishes her PPC chat roundup podcast. Um, It just makes it easier to listen at work. Love that. And next up here, Bing is rolling out a shop the look feature spelled L-O-O-K, but in my head, I'm just saying L-E-W-K because that's how you spell shop the look. I know. What are they doing? Anyway, the idea is that you search for coat or something like that and it will pull up outfits into the search results with coats and also link to other items in that would work with that outfit. Boots is the only example that I could get to work and it was also the example from Barry Schwartz's article and this runs off this Stylinity. I don't even know how to say that. Stylinity site. And I just don't trust it. Like anyone could make an account and link all the things in their outfit. And then that's just going to show up in the Bing search results. And like people like Greg could log in and see like zip off pants with those bad hiking boots and be like, this is fashion. And it's not. It, um, I disagree. A. <clears throat> and Mark isn't here today to kill my boss. I know you went to school for fashion, Chef. <laughs> You fashion merchandising management. Exactly. Fashion. I I stop at the fashion part. And (laughs) I just thought we could talk about the Luke here for a minute. Fashionista to fashionista here. Okay. Did you look at those examples that Barry pulled out? I did. Okay. I was concerned about a few of of the things. (laughs) Really? Yes. First off, the woman with the, the pumpkins that didn't match. She's like QVC style. Okay. I didn't know that long sleeve t-shirts are the same price as a jacket oh you're looking at the prices she's wearing seven hundred dollars worth of clothing that we can see that doesn't count her pants or her scarf which seems like a nice scarf and i thought that was an interesting pick and i think she's lying about those earrings the price yes no she's just doing like a high low mix it's probably a cashmere sweater and you just besmirched it by calling it a, a long sleeve t-shirt. You know what she'd look good in? A nice little hashtag criminal shirt there. She'd look great. Okay, now the other person that has the $229 boots, they're mm-hmm. sort of like, I'd call it a, a calf boot, I believe is the technical fashionista no, term. knee-high boots. But a calf boot. <laughs> and is then wearing the sort of schmock on top with no pants. Yep. <laughs> Sweater dress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? It's speaking the same language here. Again, is that is that the high low mix, right? Yeah, I, th- I it's think a thirty dollars like- schmuck and and 
$230 uh, calf boots. I think the influencers do it to try to be like relatable. Okay. You know, yeah, I'm wearing $200 boots, but you can buy this dress at Target. This schmock, as you call it. That's fashion with <laughs> shopping it's Fashion right. corner. And now on to our new segment, Beyond Google Ads. Because guess what, guys? Google doesn't care about you. But we do. And this week, we have a call-in from a special listener. Her name is Jess Bud, And she's calling in about some audience advice for Facebook ads. Greetings, campers. Jess Bud here with a PSA for anyone getting started with Facebook ads. Creating remarketing audiences from your site traffic, while a nice option isn't your only option. That's right, you can create audience lists based on user engagement within the platform too. And as Facebook tends to be a channel used for higher funnel awareness, this is huge. Just think about all the posts that you like or tag your friends in, but then don't go check out that business's website. It's likely a lot of people out there are interacting with your brand the same way on Facebook and Instagram. They haven't made it to your site, but you can still retarget them based on a bunch of different interactions like video views, event responses, page follows, and post interactions, and way more. Not only is this crucial for helping interested users take the next step, but it's a great way to find new relevant eyeballs for your ads because you can use these engaged user lists to create lookalike audiences that you can target in prospecting. So don't forget to explore all sources when building out your Facebook audiences. Okay, thank you, Jess. We miss you. Maybe you'll be on the show next week. And that is it for paid. What's happening in organic, Greg? Have fun with your tofu erky or whatever. What do you? What do vegetarians eat for Thanksgiving? I think she just eats the sides like me. Okay. I don't think she's that fancy. <laughs> All right. This first article comes from Glenn Gabe on Twitter, and. Well, that's where I saw it. I see. I get all my news from Glenn, and you should too, at Glenn Game on Twitter. And he says, began yesterday, YouTube officially begins testing auto video chapters to help save valuable editing time. We talk about chapters a lot. We usually use chapters unless it is too late and I get tired and I forget to write the timestamps on, and then we don't have chapters for the last two episodes. But now you don't have to worry because YouTube will begin auto creating chapters for creators and i love this that's it's a big job if you have a long video so this is huge i print out a physical piece of paper and when we're going through it i write down the times and then half the time i forget to write the time down and then i get mad at myself when i'm done and i just never i, I haven't in the past and then right meant to go back through it it's a disaster so they're going to test auto creating this for you i love it and i do love the chapters when they're done it is very, very helpful. Yeah. And we actually had chapters on our most recent YouTube video over on Search Engine Journal YouTube channel where we had Glenn, we had Samuel Schmidt, we had Shep and myself talking about Google Web Stories that came out on when on Wednesday on Tuesday. the podcast forum. Tuesday on oh, YouTube. Yes. And who knows when it comes out on Search Engine Journal there, but it is coming to a blog post near you. Yep. All right, and Google is also testing highlighting snippets to create new searches. We talked about those underscored snippets that you can link off to, but this is when you find basically the the it, people. It, the snippet is the meta description for a lot of time. It's the black text underneath. It's technically called a snippet, but when you hover over something and highlight it, you can now perform an ancillary Google search on that topic now. So more. Google keeping traffic on Google. And there's a good video that you can find over in the show notes on marketing clock 
to check it out. Screaming Frog has a new SEO Spider update. We're big Screaming Frog fans here, and this is a big one, the update that they put out here. It is version 14.0. Remember that Google Ads one that PVC Greg found? It was like 1.5.4. This is 14.0, and it was codenamed internally as Megalomaniac. What is with their names over there? First of all, why is it called Screaming Frog? Now you're doing Megalomaniac? But Jess found in our Slack... And post it all the time. A scrub, a, a scrub, a frog screaming. And every time we're like, "Can somebody? We need to re up screaming frog or something." It's like she just hits us with the screaming frog. I don't think it's from that though. I don't know. I wish that clip didn't exist. No, it's terrible. Okay, and so what version fourteen point zero adds is dark mode, aka the just bud mode. Surprise. And adds Google Sheets export which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Something I'm super pumped about, HTTP headers, so you can see all that data f- right within Screaming Frog now. You can see cookie data and all the pages. There's a really cool folder-based aggregated site structure. This is actually a big update, and if you don't use Screaming Frog, you're missing out on that, and that is not a paid influencer Instagram ad here. It's just awesome, so check that out. The Google Pay web app will die January 2021. Like everything they do. They just don't care about <laughs> making things work. There's another article I had in here about Google Photos, but it didn't really have a marketing angle. Is it dying? Well, they, they, the initial messaging was keep all your photos here forever for free. Yeah. There's something of that nature. I'm already out of memory on mine, so they lied. Right, and so now you got to pay. Yeah. And so it's kind of what we've seen and par for the course hashtag criminal but the original google pay offered the ability to manage your payment methods as well as sending money to friends and family from either the mobile app or from pay.google.com the website will stop working and the mobile app will now have a 1.5 percent fee with a minimum of 31 cents anytime you send money over who would do that just don't do it yeah use cash app venmo venmo whatever Use write a check. Zell. I don't know what, what what other ones are out there. Cash. Ever heard of it? Yeah, Cash App. No real cash. Oh, I said that to my sister once. I'm like, I can do PayPal, Zell, Venmo, <laughs> Cash. She's like, Oh, Cash works. I'm like, All right, Agrag Finn. And she's like, What? she thought you meant like dirty physical money. <laughs> yes, that, that that is the currency she lives in. All right. Google wants you to complete simple tasks for hard cash in its new app. So don't get it via Google Pay if they try to offer you that because you're going to be down 31 cents. But I I really liked the quote from the next web where they said, if you ever wanted to work for Google, now's your best chance. The company has a new app called TaskMate that lets you earn money by completing tasks such as taking pictures of storefronts or recording short voice clips. I to download this and put it on my resume. <laughs> Work for Google. What were you in? Oh, I was in the Taskmate division. What did you do? I was a secret shopper, like snapping pictures of stores everywhere. Like, oh, get rid of. It. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do it. Just rename this whole section. Don't do this. Yeah, don't do it. Um, Google knows when you upgrade your server and will relearn how fast and frequent to crawl. So they're smart enough to understand if you have speed air hosting. That's something. And Gary over at Google chimed in on it. If you want more of that, see it in the show notes. 
And that is it for organic this week. What's happening in social there, Shep? So first up in social, Snapchat announced a bunch of integrations for marketers who want to promote apps on the platform on the platform. First, by using Snap's login kit, app creators can allow Snapchat users to log in using their Snapchat credentials. They're also integrating with Snap's creative kit so advertisers can connect their app data into dynamic lenses, which provide a means to display app info within AR promotion. So they have this fantasy sports ad and the advertiser displays the actual game data within the ad. Like, cool. What's going on with our 18-team fantasy football league, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> we have an 18-team PPR <laughs> fantasy football league. Aren't you the, the commissioner? I'm the commissioner, but this, you don't and know it's, just, it's just work folks, right? So I didn't download a quarterback. Most download. people auto-drafted. Most people auto-drafted. I didn't get a quarterback. I didn't draft a quarterback. I got like Joe Burrow or something. I got Burrows. whoever. Okay, so I made my husband do the draft for me. And whoever we drafted first, like, hurt himself really bad the first week and, like, isn't playing the whole season. Yeah. And then somebody dropped Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what is happening? And then Andrew just drafts the whole Bills team. Yeah, we have somebody at the company that only drafts <laughs> Buffalo Bills. So when they're on a body, just Winning loses. the league. Oh, no, no. No, he's losing. Sorry, he doesn't want to get I think Mark might be winning. Okay, we'll have to. Nobody cares. Yeah. So also app installs are an objective for AR lens campaigns. There's a new app conversion, ad objective, and minimum return on ad spend bidding is compatible with app campaigns. I've got Snapchat. a better idea for them. Okay. Give away a million dollars a day. They're already doing that. And next up from Business Insider, apparently Mark Zuckerberg signed off on a Facebook algorithm change that favored established news sites and made feeds nicer after the election. I'm not so against that. Like, it needed to be a little nicer. The change meant established news sites were promoted while content for more engaged partisan sites was demoted. The company calls this metric new ecosystem quality. And I don't know if they came up with this acronym or if it was Glenn Gabe, but it's NEQ. It's Neck. Neck? I like that. He said, we have EAT and now we have NEQ from Facebook. Just love the acronym. All right. Next up from Twitter. Twitter has had a few problems with fleets. So one of the issues that they had is people, I guess, were using it. They just <laughs> used it and they ran out of bandwidth. And so it was down for, for a bunch of folks um, that first week due to the just server issues that the usage caused. And then additionally, what I think I said is is what I liked is people that were engaging with your content because that's that was what I said was working hard last week. Mm -hmm. There's so many people on Twitter and that's the worst part about it. You don't know who's actually using it and who actually cares and likes things and looks at stuff. And you can see that with fleets, but not really. What happened is fleets didn't show everybody that was looking at content. So oh. if you thought you found a bunch of people that would engage with your content and followed you that you could have conversations with. Wrong, Greg, from last week. It was broken. So that's that. Facebook is rolling out a bunch of new fundraising and charity options as part of its Giving Season initiative, which launches on Giving Tuesday. Users will be able to create and share nonprofit fundraisers directly within their feed. Do you know what I've really, the only thing that stuck with me from that Social Dilemma movie, I know we've talked about it before. I know. What? Can I guess? Yeah, what? The cookie jar that you you couldn't open. No. The bad parenting. No. You better not. So <laughs> I know that you had a baby making class this past, this past week. It was not a baby making class. It was a baby birthing class, but okay. 
Did they show clips of the social dilemma and <laughs> the parents? Don't do this. No, they're like, here's how you sorry, parents. You put phones in a in a glass jar, and when your kids take the glass jar and smash it all over the floor, you just pretend nothing happened. That's parenting. <laughs> That's, they didn't. Okay. Somehow I must have missed that part. Um, no, the only part that stuck with me is when they said it's only like our industry and the drug industry that uses the term user. They, yeah, that was good. And every time I like writing things like I stop myself now and like try to find another word because it just feels so icky now. Mm-hmm. But everything else about the movie was garbage. But I just thought that writing this like users will be able to do that. But they're talking about charity. So I guess it's good. There's also a new tool called Drives, which will make it easier to let, collect food, clothes, and other necessities for people in need. And Facebook is also pledging to match donations up to $7 million just on Giving Tuesday, not a million dollars every day like Snapchat. Yeah, they probably couldn't pledge it this week either. <laughs> no, because there's nobody there. <laughs> all Payrolls off. off. Dots of prayers on Black Friday yeah. uh, advertisers. <laughs> all right, Twitter's testing out a new audio-only virtual meeting room option similar to Clubhouse, which will be built on top of its new Fleets Stories-like tool. Because apparently Fleets was so stable, they just wanted to <laughs> add more to it. And so you can hop in and chat audio style, like a big group call. It's like a Zoom without the video for Fleet users like Clubhouse, this super exclusive social app. And we don't need this. No. We don't. <laughs> Again, give me that Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. And closing out social here, we have big news from Twitter. They are bringing back verification in 2021, and they're asking for feedback on the draft of their new verification policy. So first, they're identifying core types of notable accounts, and notable accounts is capitalized. Like, get over yourself, Twitter. <laughs> Government, companies, brands, and nonprofit organizations, news, entertainment, sports, activists, organizers, and other influential individuals. And then they have this interesting quote. It says, we recognize that there are many verified accounts on Twitter who should not be, a.k.a. Greg Finn. Huh? How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? We plan to start by automatically removing badges from accounts that are inactive or have incomplete profiles to help streamline our work and to expand this to include additional types of accounts over the course of 2021. So if you're verified, send a tweet, man. Can you pause for a second? I have to complete my profile quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true at all. You have like a very active profile. But I feel like this was in the news like... Over a year ago, they were going to remove badges from people who weren't verified, and people were upset about like people who died who were very. Don't you remember that story? Yeah, it, it's actually a problem. Yeah. You have a verification system to verify certain people, and then you just give up on it? Yeah. And they're like buying new office space in Boulder, Colorado, this huge place. And it's like, you can't come up with a verification system. When I did it, when I was at Search Engine Land, that's how I did it, because I was a correspondent, and I had to... Let people know I was real and I had to send my ID in. And it's like that easy. And you can look and be like, oh, yeah, you work at a publication. Mm-hmm. And so the problem is you verify people. So you're saying, yes, that is who they say they are. And then you just stop. You can't do that. If you just stop, you should get rid of all the verification. Yeah, but they don't. Because you have people that need to be verified. They're having people like spoof and spam and 
act in, in your name and then you're like, oh no, don't worry about it. There's no verification anymore, but other people can be verified, but not you because your account's too new or you didn't deserve to be verified now. It's ridiculous. And like we waited this long for this policy. Like, this isn't groundbreaking. It's just. No. It's exactly it's, what I would think. And everybody should be able to be verified. Like you, you give your name, that's your name. You're fine. Don't change it. That's who you are. Yeah. And they just said 2021. So we'll see when this happens. I'm not holding my breath. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. So I have, I'm kind of cheating this week. I just think it is so nice. We are back in our office now socially distant and it is so nice to just be able to get up if i need to talk to someone stand six feet away from their desk and figure whatever out and not with have masks to, yes with masks and not have to and plexiglass <laughs> but it, even with max, masks and plexiglass and six feet apart it is so much easier than having to call people all day long it's amazing i'm so happy and i'm so thankful for our new office i know and it's great doing this and seeing you and being able to like like experience what you're saying not just from one specific zoom view it's game changing and i know everybody's like the office is dead and everything fine think that that's great but i'll take this little executive den or whatever we're in here any day of the week and i listened to ppc greg last week potential greg of the year i know we got a lot lot how dare you um and he said about the new Google Ads Editor. And I was like, oh, let me get Google Ads Editor 1.5.3.4.2.1 or whatever it was, thinking it might let me copy and paste audiences from campaign to campaign. Wrong. Didn't work. I still have to do it manually. It's so annoying. What what kind of audience? I'm trying to copy customer match list audiences of buyers in the past six months from one shopping campaign to another. Okay. And it doesn't work. It works in other campaigns. Maybe it's because it's shopping. It might be. But anyway, I was hoping that would do it, but wrong. All right, now to our segment segments where we talk about anything we want. What do we have here this week, Shep? So if you guys don't follow Mark Saltarelli from our team on Twitter, you really need to. He posts the most fire recaps of each episode whether or not he's on, sometimes he co-hosts the show. And you can follow him at Marketing by Mark on Twitter. And he has this thread every week with all of his hot takes from the show. This week, this crazy coincidence happened. I'm just going to walk you through it. So he said, auto-applied recommendations in Google Ads are some dystopian SH asterisk T. And he has the gif of Elmo with the flames behind him and Elmo's hands are in the air. Then right after that, he tweeted, LinkedIn just loves to give much like me and Oprah. And he has Oprah with her hands in the air. And they look like the same exact gift side by side. It's wild. I'm going to put it in the show notes. But yeah, he has the best takes every week. But Thanks, then Mark. you slacked it <laughs> to everybody. And you're like, look at this crazy coincidence. <laughs> and in your Bitmoji avatar, you're in a pile of leaves with your hands out yeah. like Oprah. I didn't want to make it about me. But yeah. You, you always make it about me. <laughs> How dare too. you? Yes, so follow Mark at Marketing by Mark. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? (laughs) Get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about our trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. 
This week's WTH comes from The Verge. And it is the news that 16-year-old Charlie D'Amelio is the first TikTok creator to hit 100 million followers on the platform. I can't believe she beat the Honey House. I know. And this starts with some amazing stats that just blew my mind. So I'm just going to read them real quick. She is the first by some distance. Only two other creators have cracked 50 million and she's at 100. That makes her more than twice as big as Will Smith, three times as big as The Rock, four times as big as Selena Gomez, and five times as big as Kylie Jenner and Ariana Grande. And she's just like the seemingly nice 16-year-old girl who's dancing. On YouTube, it took 14 years before any channel hit 100 million. Charlie has only been posting TikTok since May 2019. So I'm not going to say anything mean about Charlie. She just seems like a nice, normal 16-year-old girl. She's actually a good dancer, so like I respect it. At least she's doing something. But what's even more impressive about this is the other news about Charlie D'Amelio that came out this week before this. Did you hear this? Like the chef stuff? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm big like Sway House, you know. I'm I'm big on TikTok. She posted this video about like I heard about it where she was like eating some food from a personal chef, and she and her sister were complaining and saying they wanted Dino Nuggets and being like really rude. I watched a little bit of it; it was. But what's really bad about it is it's like the Demilio family YouTube channel, and her dad is like the host of it. And it's like, what are you doing, bro? Like, <laughs> just riding your daughter's coattails and making a YouTube channel. Bro, what are you, a Kardashian? What are you doing, bro? It's just like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like literally the video starts. It's not even the daughter's like, hey, welcome to our channel. It's the dad. Like, can you do something more useful with your time? I mean, I have an answer. No. Right? Like, like I'm just going to do it and I'm going to fake puke when eating. What was it? Snails? Yeah. Ask cargo or something? The sister ate a snail. I mean, I don't want to eat a snail either. I don't think I would be that dramatic about it. It was pretty funny when she asked for dino chicken nuggets. <laughs> I mean, you got to make a lot of content. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's hard making content. You mess stuff up and whatever. <laughs> like, I'm sure, like, make, make whatever you want and then just trying to be funny yeah. and whatever. It seems like Charlie's just doing her own thing dancing and her parents are, like, trying to promote her. Like, just let her dance. I don't know. It's even more impressive, I think, because people tried to cancel her earlier in the week. Yes, she was rude on that video. I get it. Um, But I don't want to eat snails either. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. All right. And this week's Cool Tool comes from the one and only Brian Dean of Backlinko. And he is introducing the Digital Marketing Templates Library. And you can head on over to the show notes and see this. But he's got a resource of 20-plus proven templates to help with SEO, content marketing, social media, PR, and more. And whether you love or hate Brian Dean, I am a lover of Brian Dean. He puts out really thorough, really comprehensive content. And giving this away free is greatly appreciate it and should hopefully help some seos or digital marketers out there so thank you brian and thank you back linko now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week an article so advanced so in-depth so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show and this week's must read marketing article of the week comes from cole soldwish over on the cypress north blog and he has an 
article about using and leveraging LinkedIn video for B2B advertisers. He talks about how he can get completed video views for under a buck, how you can look at the reports, how you can do and get some of the success that he's seen with LinkedIn video ads. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. It may not be something you've tried before, but you should have. So check it out over on cybersnorth.com or in our show notes at marketing.com. Thank you, Cole. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com. And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And thank you all for listening to these 150 episodes. We really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody behind the scenes here at Marketing O'Clock. Everybody who helps make this happen and people who aren't even here anymore. And thank you to the best listeners in the world. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. With Upfluence's all-in-one platform, marketers can streamline their influencer marketing campaigns and scale their influencer programs in no time. Build influencer lists and contact them at scale. Keep track of all your collaborations and measure your campaign results all in a single platform. Start streamlining your influencer marketing campaigns today. Go to get.upfluence.com slash SEJ to get started. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Okay, I just found some great Thanksgiving uh, trivia on Parade.com. Oh, I can't wait. So I'm going to test your knowledge of this very important holiday. Can I just tell you something that you're going to be afraid about? What? I just had a Thanksgiving, so I'm prepared. You had a pre-Thanksgiving? No, I had a Thanksgiving yesterday. Oh, so you're looking into the future. Yes. Okay, Greg, what meats were served at the first Thanksgiving celebration? Let's see, name one. And so There's I, four. Okay, so what meats were there? Mm-hmm. We got to think about a simpler time. And I'm going with the obvious answer of turkey. There were mm-hmm. wild turkey around. There was no turkey. Venison, swan, duck, and goose. Ham. <laughs> was there ham? Any no, swine? There was no ham. No swine? Okay. Um. Who was the first president to pardon a turkey? This is a fun one. That was, I'd say John F. Kennedy. Yeah. That's annoying. How did you know that? I just think like who's out there, who's like a a slick guy, who's, who like who do people like, you know? That's that's what I go to. Like people like JFK and I mean who would. because of the turkey pardon? Probably if you think about it. Okay. Um, this is disgusting. How many calories on average are consumed per person at Thanksgiving dinner? Oh boy. So is the answer more than expected? I'm going to say on average, can I give you a, can I, can I be within 100 calories of this? Do I win it? Do I have to hit this specific calorie number? Okay. 100. So so within 100 calories and I'm going to go with 2,465. 4,500. Oh my gosh. That can't be right. That is incredible. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is disgusting. How many are you going to hit just eating sides over there? Uh, the sides are what has most of the calories, right? Turkey's just like dry. Hot it can't take, be bad for you. Hot take, hate Thanksgiving food. I despise it. Don't like any of it. No. You're just wrong. I'm not wrong. You don't Mashed like potatoes, stuffing? You no. don't like gravy? No and no. Okay. Who has the worst Thanksgiving take of all time? Uh, probably not front runner Greg here. <laughs> yes, it is Greg Finn. No, I, my family typically has bad Thanksgiving food. Shots fired. Okay. Which president officially made Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday of every month? Some psycho. Who's a psycho? <laughs> That's what I'm going to now. <laughs> Just give me a date. I don't like the Thursday thing. Again, another hot take that's probably terrible. I don't like having it on Thursday. I like dates. I like the 25th of December. Oh, I like the Thursday thing. No, I don't like it. Because I like that it's always the weekend. But you always have to look it up. And you're like, oh, Thanksgiving. Which one of these Thursdays? And then you have like Memorial Day. Like, give me dates. I like dates. The answer is FDR. Okay, I was going to say that. I was going to go with my other acronym, JFK and FDR. Oh, did you even guess? Did I just cut you off? No, you just cut me off. So I count that as a win. So, okay. So it's tie game. Okay, last one. In what month did the very first Thanksgiving celebration likely take place? So I didn't realize they were lying to us. Oh, it's. I mean, you got to think about it. You're out there hunting deer. Eating squirrels, whatever she said. Was, eating ham, cooking ham. There were ham. no squirrels on when the menu. When does a ham run around the most is my thought process. I'm going to go in the summer months because nobody wants to be outside sitting at a giant table and there's going to be no corn to put in the cornucopia. So I'm going to go with August. You were close, September. Ah. Okay, well, I didn't keep track of your score at all, but that was okay. And we'll see you next week. I hate that Nick guy. Sorry. <laughs> he is like a brand called something gentleman. Douchey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>